happens when you mix two opinionated southern women and a microphone. <laughs> I reckon they're a hell of a time. Oh, that's very funny. Damn. Coming from their home studio straight into your ear hole. Looky here. It's time to sling some shade. Southern shade. I see what you did there. With Liv Matthews and Jay Jansen. Welcome back, our Shade Brigade. This is Liv Matthews. And this is Jay Jansen. And Smoky Mountain Rain keeps on falling. I don't know who I'm calling, but I need to complain. Mm. Girl, I'm so tired of rain. Uh, sounds like it. Sounds like we could complain. I want to complain to somebody. I want to file a formal complaint. I want to officially be caring for the first time because if it ain't raining, it's raining. And if it's not raining? It's probably going right yeah absolutely i need to be a fish to live here Ooh, no they smell i can't do yeah you drink it no sound is so wet <laughs> do you have something in your mouth yeah that's what it sounded like i was trying to figure out why you so seductively said what you said oh we are going to talk about the infamous little cop girl megan yeah. hall that is blowing up the internet Oh, my gosh. She is blowing up every platform of social media and goes more to her character because notice I said she's blowing up every one of all the social media platforms. Also, we had a listener of the show write in and tell us a little story that happened to her. And I'm going to tell you what, it is probably about the most respectful crime that I have heard in in a long time. Absolutely. I was thinking the same thing. And then also talking about how age is now a social construct. I was blown away by this. We will chit chat about all these subjects, but let's start it off with Megan Hall. Well, I mean, we're a little bit late to the game because at this point, I feel like everybody's had Megan Hall. Uh, Yes. Yes. Both uh, literally, biblically, uh, figuratively, every Lee that you can possibly think of. Yes, literally. This whole thing is literally going on one town over from where we live in Tennessee. Yeah, it's Laverne. Megan Hall actually lives in Manchester, Tennessee. Now, I know she worked for the Laverne, Tennessee Police Department, but she lived in Manchester. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all the towns around here really are relatively small, unless it's something like Nashville or Knoxville or Chattanooga or, you know, something like that. So everybody in these towns knows everybody. That is correct. They're saying Th- that half of the police force is, they're, they're down at least half. Exactly. Now, of course, their, their wonderful, fearless leader went on record saying we've still got plenty of people to patrol, you know, basically the community is not going to be in danger because all these people got fired. But not only is there her and I think it's six gentlemen and then plus two that's just on leave right now, they may or may not be fired. I don't know if they went all the way or, you know, what the requirement was for them to just maybe have been in an inappropriate situation. I don't know. Yeah. So it looks like there's five fired and three suspended. That's a large number. Yeah. Megan Hall, she got a community service award last than a year ago. For the listeners that don't know, hadn't been looking at the social media and stuff, is she had sex or sexual relations with six fellow officers. She was getting around and also enter in one of the officer's spouses, too. So supposedly there was, and allegedly we should say, because we don't know any of this to be true, even though it's been reported that all of the officers admitted to their crimes. 
well, I couldn't say cheating because a lot of them were in open marriages, but the sexual acts while on duty. Right. Like taxpayer dollars got you off today. I mean, they found photos of genitalia, like people just taking dick pics and, and vag lips and sending to each other. I'm just like, wowzers. On company phones. Yeah. I, I just don't understand. Why would you think that nobody was going to find out? I, I actually, I think because they were so many officers involved, everybody knew. And it was actually one officer who was not involved in any of this who made the complaint. Because he wasn't involved. Well, that's probably one of the things. Or maybe he was just an upstanding citizen and was like, listen, this is a toxic workplace. Because not only were there sexual relations going on, inappropriate talks, there also was workplace violence. Supposedly one of the officers choked a female staff member while she was sitting at her desk. What? Yeah, I'm all for Fifty Shades of Grey, but if I'm sitting at work and somebody just walks up and chokes me, that's tad different. I mean, I feel like there had to be some form of escalation. Like, you're just not just going to be sitting there doing your main thing at work and somebody just come over and feel like they need to fucking choke you. Like, there's clearly something else going on there altogether. And it must be really bad for an officer to choke a female employee. Yeah, it sounds like the whole squad may have to either A, educate like nobody's business or just cut their losses and hire a whole new one. Well, I mean, above and beyond that, like this girl was given oral sex to a couple of officers in the building. Yeah, like in the locker room. She's given BJs. Ma'am, you are a grown adult. This is not high school. You know, and as excessive as this all has been, I almost feel sorry for the girl for a lot of reasons. I had two different reactions, but you go ahead and tell me why you felt sorry for her. I mean, my first initial reaction is she's a hoe. Above and beyond Our Lady of the Night, she definitely has some underlying self-esteem issues or she's a sex addict. Something along those lines is definitely going on with little Miss Megan Hall. Another reason why I feel sorry for her, like I said, these are small towns. Mm -hmm. This girl ain't never going to get a job nowhere, never. Yeah, she's definitely going to have to travel for work. She is because, and then she's, when she does get somewhere, all the men there are now going to think she going to bang me. I agree. She's definitely sullied her reputation and it's going to be very, very hard for her to even get it back. Even if she could, she would have to really change her looks, you know, dye her hair, change her name. I mean, there's, it would be like a whole overhaul. But I co-signed to the reasons why you kind of were like, bless her heart. Because I also at first was just like, come on, ma'am. Like all these officers, like you definitely don't shit where you eat. Right. And then I was just like, well, you know, her poor husband, but supposedly it was an open marriage. So maybe that wasn't it. Hold on though. I have to interject because the whole open marriage concept, I would just honestly believe like there are certain aspects of it I get. That's not the type of relationship that I could be signed up for, but you know, I get their rationality and I don't know if it's lack of caring or if they do care that much for the other than, you know, they want them to have all their wants and all their needs and whatever. But I honestly think that that's, you know, you can date someone else. It's, it's typically the, the methodology that's, a, you know, adopted with that. But 
not bang every fucking body you see. And it's clear to me that, you know, even though it was just these officers, like, there's a lot of folks I'm sure that you don't know. Like, who has that busy of a vagina? I just want to know, like, what was the talk about? Like, how do you keep it in such a small town, a small department? How do you bang, like, six other people and the whole department not know? Because, you know, when we work together, if somebody was banging somebody else, everybody Every freaking body knew. And not only that, but I am almost 100% certain. I mean, you know, you used to be a nurse in the jail. Employees can't see one another. They shouldn't. If you have a relationship with another employee, then don't you get asked to leave? Yeah. So there is a no fraternization rule. And and of course, there's some exceptions in there, but you have to file it with human resources. It's a big to do. And if they approve it, then great. You're fine. You you know, you've got to sign some documents and make sure that nothing interferes. But for the most part, they will ask one party and sometimes both parties to find another job or they'll transfer them to another area. I mean, clearly, not only did it cause issues, but it should have never happened to begin with. No. And and you start thinking about like management, like who the leaders of this place. You can't let this sort of thing go on because he had to know about it. He had to. If it had gotten to the point of escalation that other people are choking each other and, you know, violence in the workplace and you know, I'm sure that men talk, women talk. You know what I mean? Nobody ever seriously has an affair with somebody and keeps it 100% on the DL. Like that also, to me, is part of the fun. You know what I'm saying? Like people are going to fucking talk. I know every time somebody was having an affair, either they slipped up and got caught and they know that they got caught so they talk about it. But in some way, shape, form or fashion, it comes out. It does. People are not generally that secretive. You just can't be. It's not human nature. No, the only way that you keep a secret is between two people as if one's dead. Right. Like, I'm the only motherfucker in this whole entire universe that knew that. That's that's the way you keep a secret. Yeah. I found the funniest thing is that somebody put a meme. They had each and every one of the officers on there. And then they had one of the canine unit dogs. And although that is incredibly sad, but I also did find it funny. I have laughed way too hard over all of these memes. And that's another reason why she's never going to get a job anywhere. Everybody upon everybody upon everybody knows who Megan Hall is now. Yeah. And you know, all these months that I used to say, I don't have knees like Megan anymore. <laughs> she's the Megan that I should have aspired to have knees like. Like, she's, she's really capable, you know? Yeah, forget Megan Stallion. We are Megan Hall. For real, like, I hope mine hold up like that, you know? Not that I'm going to do that. Please, Lord, no. No. I'm so just saying. what are the chances that the next thing that we see from her is like a OnlyFans or porn? Stuff. What other option does she have at this point? Like that's she has sealed herself into sex work, you know, of some sort. Yeah. And I started thinking, I was just like, what if instead of like a negative, everybody's like, oh, her career. Oh, my goodness. Like her reputation is sullied. And then she turns this around, ends up making triple, quadruple the money that she would have ever made being a police officer. Clearly, it's going to be less dangerous. Now, I mean, there are people on OnlyFans that, girl, they are banging back some serious yearly incomes like $50,000 a month type shit. Yeah. And and hell, that sometimes is a very low ball answer to 
some of the statistics and things that I've seen from some of the social media creators that have had an OnlyFans in addition to their influencer pages. Mm-hmm. They don't give a fuck. They are boastful. They are boastful. But I didn't go live. My bank account did look like that, too. I kind of want to be a little boastful my damn self. Well, you know, I would definitely like sit on cakes for a living. Bam, bitch, I made 50 grand last month sitting on cakes and crushing them with my butthole. Yes. I can see it. Mm. So vivid. I'm going to tell you, that one girl, she was <laughs> farting into a jar and selling it for like a ton of money. She had to stop doing it because all the protein that she was eating to keep her farting, supposedly it did something bad to her stomach. I don't know. Probably her liver. But can you imagine just farting in a jar? Wowzers. I mean, people do that. They sling their used undies. I mean. I thought about stop. it. I did look up pantysniffer.com, a couple of those other uh, little sites. Just to kind of see, but I just really don't want my DNA out there. I mean, I think that would be a sound thing to do because my luck, I'd do that. Then I'd get the only serial killer lab technician that ran my DNA, found out who I was and comes to kill me or something. I mean, something like, yeah. Little Buffalo Bill, like put the lotion on the skin. I'm going to make a J suit. Oh, that'd be cute. (laughs) I'm a real friend. I'm a ride or die. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. And that was more toward the morbidity and death side right there. It was, which reminds me the other other day, I received a text from my friend and it was a little later than it normally is. And it was just a screenshot of a movie that we make references to. And she said, watching this just was thinking about you. Well, because it was a little later and, and that's kind of random, I was like, yeah, you're up a little late. Are you OK? And in which her response to it was a naked picture of a man. So I was like, OK, OK. So I zoom in to his head and I realized that is her husband. So I said, laugh out loud. And then she reaches, she responds with, we're getting wild tonight. And I said, where are you at? And she said, Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which made sense because the reason why I didn't recognize her husband is because it was like a cabin with like this little cute rug. I mean, it definitely wasn't her house. Her house is more modern. And he was naked. So yeah, completely naked. And so I was just like, wowzers. And then I realized that it was her husband when I zoomed in on his face. He wasn't looking. I don't think that he has a clue in the world that she drunkenly sent me a whole freaking text with his nude picture on it. I'm saying you've got some really amazing friends. I really don't know how I would respond if you sent me a naked picture of your hubs. Really? I might be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) Why did you do that? I'm your friend. I don't need to know what your husband looks like naked. Yeah. Please and thank you. I feel like that crossed a couple swords. Like you, your swords cross dreams, man. That's what happened. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest. Like it didn't bother me at all. If you need to send a, a nude, I'm your girl. It doesn't matter. I'll look at it. And, and I don't even think anything about it. I'm just kind of like, oh, that was odd that she just sent me a picture of her husband. But um, all right, carry y'all, on. Y'all have a very unusual relationship. You have said that before, which is funny to me. And I stand on it still to this day. I stand on it because you keep giving me things that support my initial thought that y'all have a very odd relationship. I'm for it. I absolutely am. I love her. She is 
absolutely precious and so funny and beautiful and all those things. Like, I love her. I know exactly which friend you're talking about. Right. (laughs) Well, this all goes into our story of the listener that wrote in and told us about the crime that probably is the most thoughtful crime that you could probably commit. I'm just basically going to go through the story and just kind of give our listeners, you know, the the play-by-play. So she tells us that she had worked from home that Friday. Of course, you know, she's getting ready to work from home, probably just got out of the shower, what have you. She said her daughter lives downstairs and she left to go to college about 740 that morning. So fast forward, it's about 8 a.m. at this point, maybe a little after. She says that she hears the heat cut on and found that odd because they typically do with gas, but maybe just maybe it got cold enough to flip the unit on, which she also thought was odd because it was a little like 50 degrees outside at that point. But she just basically whatever, trying to get her day started. And then she hears what she thinks is someone talking. And so she listens a little bit more and it sounded like a male's voice to her. So so she goes to the top of the stairs and she hollers down, hello, thinking maybe her daughter's friend who sometimes comes over and gets ready in the morning had stopped by to take a shower and get ready for class or work or whatever she had going on. And when she says hello, a male, unidentified male at that, a voice she's never heard back goes, hey. Aww. Right? Just, hey, girl. Hey. To which now she can visibly see, you know, the face behind the boys. They look up the stairs at her and tell her that they're looking for Stephen and Maggie. And she's like, I think that you need to leave. Because clearly she is not Stephen or Maggie. Right. And she don't know this dude from Adam. So she's like, you need to leave. And he says, yes, ma'am. And I don't know if he left in that moment. She shuts her door, starts to freak out because, I mean, you don't know. Like, is he going to bum rush up the stairs and come after you now at this point? Because, you know, he's there. Like, I I get the fear mentality there. Goes into her bedroom, gets the gun, and calls her husband because she thinks that she doesn't really know, is there a safety? She don't know the combination to shoot this gun if she needs to. So she calls her husband's like, there's somebody in the house. How do I shoot this gun? And he's like, what? I'm going to need you to elaborate instead of just answering you. Like, if you call me and you was like, there's somebody in the house I need to know how to use this gun. You don't have to do anything but pull the trigger. You know what I mean? And we're going to talk about it in a little bit. Right. <laughs> you know, because I know if you call me wanting to know how to use a gun, it's serious. Yeah, let's answer that question first and we can ask uh, clarifying questions in a minute. Right. So he's like, there's nobody in the house. She is so frustrated at this point, scared, I'm sure, that she can't tell him. I've physically seen him with my own two eyes. Like, she ain't got time for all that. You know, just tell me how to shoot the gun in case I need it. Like, I may be or may not be fixing to die in the next three seconds. Okay, bro? He's had plenty of time to get up here. Right. While, while I'm sitting here telling you about the composition of the color blue, can we not do that? She gets off the phone with her husband, calls 911. 911's like, stay in your room. Do not come out until the officers come in, sweep the house, and they'll come get you. You know, to make sure she's safe. And she doesn't shoot at an officer, I guess. That's all um, we need. Right. Heaven forbid they find him and she gets caught up in the scuffle or he gets crazy. He's like, well, she don't know. Again, there's an unidentified person that you don't know in your home. Mm, I, I don't know that I would have taken into consideration until after the fact that he was really actually quite polite. Yeah, he said, hello. He didn't have to. He could have just hid. Used his manners. I appreciate that. Right. The police come up and they're like, 
okay, so basically, how many people live in your home? So she tells them everybody that lives there. And he was like, well, did anybody take a shower downstairs this morning? She's like, um, no. And they're like, okay, well, somebody's recently taken a shower. And she's like, what? And then it dawns on her that when she thought she heard the heat return come on, that was the downstairs shower. Oh. So the cops find him and, you know, of course, arrest him for breaking and entering. Or I don't really know if it was breaking and entering. He might have just walked in. She's definitely beefing up her security measures. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I think but, it's still considered breaking and entering, even if the door is unlocked, right? I mean, I, I, I think so. You're not invited into the to Or the at least home. trespassing. Yeah, it's probably trespassing at that point. I don't know. Whatever it is is scary. You didn't need to be here. But Right. You are not welcome here. And then all of a sudden you are here, Southern gentleman. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. So the cops are like, yeah, somebody took a shower here. So as they're looking through to make sure nothing has been taken from her, like he didn't, wasn't in possession of anything stolen from the home and she can't find anything. The officer gives her, you know, his phone number and was like, hey, call me if you find anything else missing. So obviously they want to charge him for his crime. She actually goes exploring and realizes that he's left a wet towel that wasn't hers. So he's left this. He's left a miniature scope bottle and a few other small toiletry items. I think maybe she said a washcloth as well. She calls the officer back and she's like, I don't have anything to report that he's stolen, but he did leave a lot of things here. Like, what do you want me to do with it? And I'm like, who breaks into your house and leaves you stuff? (laughs) I know, but I thought that it was very gentlemanly that he brought his own washcloth, his own towel, his own little toiletries. It's not like he broke in and used all of yours and caused you extra laundry. So I do appreciate that if we're looking for the silver lining. You know, probably too, you don't want to put your DNA and all kinds of other things all over somebody else's stuff if you're breaking and entering. I don't think that sounds too smart. No, but I also probably wouldn't have identified myself and said, hello, ma'am. I mean, I'm not going to break into somebody's house anyway, but I feel like there's a lot of wrongs. I almost kind of feel sorry for him. I kind of want to talk to him and be like, were, were you on something? Were you confused? Uh, d- did you just see everybody leave and you thought that maybe you could bebop in here? Or is there like a relationship with the daughter? Do we know that maybe, you know, she was friends with him or something like that? Maybe had taken, I don't know, just maybe allowed him to come take a shower. Just kind of felt bad for him once or twice. And he just thought that he could do that. Yeah, I would hands down 100% know that that probably, A, this gentleman was probably significantly older than her daughter. And she would have been livid at the fact that she had a friend that age. I knew for sure that she didn't suspect that it was someone that her daughter knew. Like this was clearly like heebie-jeebies. Is, is kind of the vibe that she got. Come to find out he was the neighbor's cousin and he does have a drug problem and he's done some types of things like that before. So I don't think he thought he was going to his cousin's house because you would know that when you walked in like, this ain't my cousin's shit. You know what I mean? And also, was he so doped up out of his mind that he did think he was in the right place? Those are all things that probably factor into that. But I'm just thinking like, given the situation, like, what would you do? Because normally I, I act pretty cool in those situations. Situations. I feel that I probably would have chit-chatted with him, had some type of weapon, asked him to leave. If he balked at the ID, 
idea. So I, I don't know. And that's what you think that you'll do. But until you're really in the situation, who knows? Who knows? Well, me personally, I think that I'm probably of the shoot first, ask questions later persuasion. Mm-hmm. Or at the very least, I would have escorted him out of my home with the gun pressed to his head mm. and just let him know that if you get squirrely, like you might want to walk gingerly because it's not going to take much for me to pull this trigger, Bubba. Yeah. Just because you don't know, people are crazy. People are crazy. People are psycho. You know, you never think it's going to be you. But there are all these watch true crime TV for five minutes. And in this scenario, I'm automatically thinking the worst. I'm not thinking you just somebody I didn't know just stopped by to say, what's up? What's your name? Yeah, I, I, I thought the same way as well, because I automatically went to like, oh, my goodness, he's probably there to break in, steal some stuff. He may come upstairs and harm her in some way, physically, sexually, whatever. Uh, this is just going to be bad. Yeah, I mean, until things like that happen, like they've never happened before, but you see so much of this stuff that, I mean, you can't automatically assume, oh, well, he's probably this or that. If you don't physically know this person, like, and even a lot of people, when you do know somebody, like, they still pull this kind of shit. I think it's a very real scary situation. There have probably been definitely some pew-pews going on. Pew-pew-pew! We will definitely have to keep following up with her just to kind of see if there's any other little tidbits to the story because, you know, I'm in it. Yeah, I mean, if you had somebody break in and wash your dishes or something, I mean, those are all, and do they make house calls? Like, can I order this service? But those are all kinds of things that, you know, you need to know. I agree. And I we did make fun and uh, take it lightly. But I mean, clearly that was a very, very scary situation. And yes, I do call him the most polite breaking and entering person ever because he did bring his own stuff. And he, you know, it's mostly about the laundry. He didn't cause me to do extra laundry. Right. Now you just get to throw it away. Yeah. Well, that brings us to age is a social construct. Ugh, this bothers me on so many levels. Like, where else are we going to go now? You know, like, we're doing a lot with the genders. I'll be honest. I'm just kind of more neutral on the subject. I am a female. I identify as a female. If you want to identify as something else, that's great. You just let me know. But please don't be mad at me or chastise me if I don't know. Right. I mean, I, you know, I'm not weighing in on on my position on any of that with my previous comment, all I'm saying is, like, is anything sacred? Is anything actually factual anymore? Like, are we just going to muddy the water so much that there's no actual, like, you can't change the fact that someone is X number years old. You just can't change that. You don't get a new birthday if you want one. Right. And, And just because I feel like I am 68 years old does not mean that I am, in fact, 68 calendar years old. Yeah, I mean, whatever moment of the day that you catch me in, girl, sometimes I might feel like I am 20 freaking two again. And then some days you catch me and I am 90 freaking seven, okay? Yeah. And I'm just, you know, if this is going to be a thing, then I'm just going to be really outrageous. You know, really outrageous. I'm just, I'm 168 years old. Don't I fucking look great for my age? Girl, I was thinking the same thing. I was going to go like way off. I'm 192 
and everybody's gonna be like oh my goodness and then all of a sudden because you know we had talked about this I had told you how somebody had told me that I needed to lose some weight that I was a little bit of a big girl and I needed to you know lose a few pounds and then when I told them that I used to be 317 pounds at five foot two essentially a little round circle with legs and that I have lost well over 120 pounds they're like oh well all of a sudden I look a lot better in their eyes I'm not like the you know nasty obese woman now I don't know it it just automatically changes their view so yes I want to be 192 years old because girl I look so good I know right they're like you look freaking amazing for your age I know I'm gonna tell you what I use I smoke weed all day, every day. I consume mass quantities of tequila and I stay the fuck away from anything healthy. Okay. All right. Then just watch everybody go to shit and then I still look amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I look so good. I feel so good. See what I did there? Yes. Talk about the subject. One of the things that I found so just bothersome with this is that there was a guy. He was in the post. He was dressed as like maybe like a child or at least it tried to be like childlike he said that he could not be charged with a sexual offense because he identifies as i couldn't remember if it was a seven-year-old or a nine-year-old little girl so that's how he identifies because age is a social construct i hope you get a great defense buddy i really do i hope you get a great defense if that's how the world's gonna work i mean we're gonna have full anarchy purge shit because everybody's gonna have you can't try me as an adult i identify as a 12-month-old female. Right. What? I mean, I don't think it's going to fly. Well, here's the thing then. Do I get to bust your ass? Right. Do I get to bust your ass for the... Then, okay, cool. Because I could probably deliver a beatdown that would be equally punishable to whatever jail sentence he would have got. You ain't walking out of here, brother. You are straight limping, okay? We taking a leg. (laughs) Not a leg, Jay. (laughs) We're taking a leg. Do you hear me? You were leaving out of here in a wheelchair. That's how I know you're never going to do it again, Hoppy McHopsterson. Oh, my goodness. Well, guys, on that note, we are going to end this shenanigans. We probably need to because I was on a soapbox. I was about to go somewhere off the rails. You were. You were. I felt that and I thought that, you know what? We're going to get it back on the rail. The train needs to stay on the rails. Well, look at you being the conductor. Okay, conductor, close this on out. All right, honey. As always, don't forget to like and share. You know, if you felt so inclined, follow us. Also, we write back. Email us at southernshadepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is southernshadewithlivinj.com. Y'all come back now. You hear? You've been listening to the Southern Shade Podcast with Liv and Jay. Oh, bless their heart. You're not mashing the right button.